Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could be with us here on this Tuesday edition of the show. And we have got a lot to discuss a little bit later on. We'll be joined by Erica Ayala of Locked On Kraken to give you a different perspective on the upcoming expansion draft. Uh, Eric is going to discuss what Kraken general manager Ron Francis is looking for from the Islanders and in general, and uh, it'll maybe give us a better idea of what to expect uh, come the expansion draft date, and we've been talking about that uh, on and off for the last few shows on this program, as you know. We also have... uh, our continuing look at the entire Islanders roster, player by player. We'll look at Ross Johnston, his role with the team this year, and his future. And, of course, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. So we're going to lead off today with our look at Ross Johnston and what he contributed to the Islanders this year and kind of where his future with the team might be. Johnston uh, played in 12 games this year, had no goals, one assist, was a minus three, and had uh, a total of 35 penalty minutes in that limited amount of time where, you know, again, uh, playing in 12 games. And uh, look, Johnston is, in in my mind, uh, a good team guy. He uh, plays a physical game. He gives you everything he's got on the ice. And realistically, he's not going to give you a lot offensively. His career high in goals is three which he did twice last time in 2019-2020. He definitely adds a physical element to the game, but offensively, look, in 12 games this year, five shots on goal. So clearly, you know, his job is not to accumulate a lot of points. But if you go into a game where you know the other team is going to be physical and try to take advantage of your smaller players. You want to protect the Matthew Barzals and Jordan Eberle's of the world. You want to match up against a team with a little bit more size. Ross Johnston is the guy you call on. And, you know, he averaged eight minutes, 44 seconds uh, of ice time per game 
this year had 43 hits in those 12 games, which is a very, uh, you know, impressive number. And yeah, you know, Ross Johnston really does well on the four check and using the body. Now, if you look ahead, as far as Ross Johnston goes, I think his role is going to remain similar. He will probably play somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 30 games for the Islanders, depending on injuries, depending on how well he's playing, how well some other guys are doing, and what the matchups are. And when a more physical game is on the schedule and called on, that's when you're going to see Ross Johnston. And look, Johnston will be, he's 27 years old now. He'll turn 28 in the middle of next season. We know basically what kind of hockey player he is. I don't see him ever developing into this, you know, 15, 20 goal kind of a scorer. He is more or less, he's not quite an enforcer in the sense that, you know, all he's going to do is is drop the gloves, although he's certainly capable of doing that when called upon. But, you know, he's a fourth line guy, can pitch in on the third line because the Islanders' fourth line is kind of unique, the identity line. Certainly, if you have a guy like Cal Clutterbuck or Casey Sezikis, if either one of them are not back this year, uh, that may give more of an opportunity for a guy like Ross Johnston to step up and get maybe a little bit more regular duty on the fourth line. But other than that, you know, you'll see him on that third line if the identity line remains intact. And he'll be fighting for ice time against guys like Michael Dalcole, uh, Kyle Palmieri if he's back, Kiefer Bellows if he's back. Uh, you know, that was the role Johnston played this season, and realistically, it's probably the role he's going to play going forward on this team, probably be, for all intents and purposes, the 13th forward on a team that usually dresses 12, but he's got his role, he knows what he has to do, and he'll do it, and he'll do it to the best of his ability. Right now, in five seasons, he has never played more than 32 games in any one year. His career totals, 86 goals, uh, 86 games played, seven goals, eight assists, 15 points, and he is a plus one, and he has 202 career penalty minutes. And if you think about it, the 86 games is pretty close to what would be a full season, uh, you know, an 82-game season. So if you figure he's seven goals 14 points or six goals and 14 points over an 82 game season with 200 penalty minutes. That's about right as to what you can expect from Ross, the boss. So he does something that, you know, very well that the team needs on occasion. So I think they'll probably keep him around and we will see a little bit more of Ross Johnston next year. Uh, in my mind, under most circumstances. By the way, don't forget, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to email the show, the address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. 
You could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the offseason, uh, all the way up until training camp. All right, when we come back, we will be joined by Erica Ayala of Locked On Kraken to discuss the expansion draft and get a little insight into what the Kraken are thinking and what they may be looking for off the Islanders roster. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at rockauto.com. Look, I'm a hockey expert. I am not a car expert, but when I need car parts, I don't want to get ripped off. And look, most uh, brick and mortar chain storefronts, they have different prices for do-it-yourselfers and for professional mechanics. And you can end up paying 30, 40, 50% or even more uh, than a professional mechanic if you go to them, but not at rockauto.com. It's a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, and they've got everything you need from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, even a new carpet or motor oil. And they've got that for your classic or for your daily driver. You could choose from auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The prices are reliably low, and they're the same for everyone. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. So right now, it's my pleasure to welcome in Erica Ayala from Locked On Kraken, the newest NHL team and the newest Locked On podcast for that matter. Erica, great to have you here. Gil, thank you so much. I was so excited to connect uh, with someone covering one of the teams in my local market uh, of New York. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's good. It's good. And uh, it's great to have you and the Kraken on board. And uh, let's start off with this. Uh, How excited are the fans for this new organization, this new team that's going to be stocking itself with players in a couple of weeks? Oh, there is a lot of excitement, Gil. There are countdowns galore. I try to keep up with them over at Locked on Kraken on social media. But there's a countdown, which we are in single digits now, of course, until the expansion draft. We've got countdowns until the first preseason games. Everything is happening. Hopefully, we'll soon have an official countdown for the first home game. So yeah, it's all things Seattle Kraken. I was joking on the show, Gil, before the the final, the Stanley Cup final ended that, like, you know, want to see a good series, but also the sooner the series ends, the sooner we can get into (laughs) all things Kraken. (laughs) Release the Kraken. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, so give, give it, give our listeners here on locked on Islanders, an idea of sort of the approach that the Kraken organization is taking to, you know, getting players for their first season. Well, I mean, we're still kind of figuring all of that out. Uh, obviously the cards are kind of on the table in a way that they weren't for the Las Vegas Golden Knights, but Ron Francis is at the helm and he is a very respected person in hockey, both as a player, of course, and as a general manager. And I get the sense that he's really working his relationships, everything from the AHL affiliate that the Kraken will be 
partnering with that was of course uh it's a affiliate of the panthers but in north carolina um to his coach his head coach in dave haxtell and some of the coaching staff there recruits scouts all of the things so it's really building up a culture and i think now what we're starting to hear leak out a little bit, even though Kraken is pretty good at keeping uh, keeping things pretty airtight, but um, is that there are a lot of teams that are potentially interested in trades. Are there going to be some teams that would rather have more of a sure thing, a guaranteed thing, than just kind of not knowing necessarily who's going to come off of um, that list of unprotected players. So there's a lot of conversations there, obviously, um, but it's all a matter of what is going to be inked, so to speak, come July 21st. Yeah, and that date is rapidly approaching. Knowing what you know about Francis and his approach, do you think he goes more to the win-now mode that the Golden Knights went with, or is he thinking more long-term young team build it up over a few years I get the sense that it's uh skewed a little towards the latter as far as having a young team I think that was the appeal for having Dave Haxtell and that is something that Ron Francis talked a lot about for that press conference introducing Dave as the first head coach in crack in history that being said I also get the sense that Ron, just like the rest of us, right, is very competitive. So I think it's a matter of aces and places. And I really think that comes from leadership for Ron. That's how I see him building the Kraken, aces and places, knowing when to, I don't even want to say traditional, but knowing when to, to have a person that knows the NHL, that knows the sport, that has really good roots and good ties, and then also being able to um, infiltrate the staff with people that can innovate and really push the envelope. And you see that throughout the Kraken. So I think that they are going to skew younger for the roster. That being said, I don't get the sense that anyone in the Kraken organization is going to be satisfied with just kind of being a wait till next year type of team. I think they're going to try to revamp and innovate and bring a lot of that young blood up to the next level. And maybe we'll see a style of hockey and we'll see a, a, a hockey team and a franchise run in a way that we really haven't seen before. Well, now you got me excited. Now, now <laughs> you got me interested here as to how this is going to come to fruition. So I love it. I love it. Uh, I mean, I remember Ron Francis playing with the Hartford Whalers even before they moved down to, to Carolina. So, uh, you know, respect for him goes a long way back uh, for me anyway. And uh, it'll be interesting to see sort of what approach they use to start this new team. When you look at the Islanders roster and, and who they're likely to protect, and it, it seems like we know two out of the three defensemen, we probably know solidly five or six out of the seven forwards uh, and we know the goalie will be Simeon Varlamov will be protected who are some of the players in your mind that the Kraken may be interested in selecting from the Islanders sure and this is where I really lean on some experts it's I, you know I don't envy Ron and his his crew they have to know inside and out 
30 teams just to prepare for the expansion draft. But then of course they have to have, they have to know the whole league to prepare for the season. And then beyond that, to be able to properly and adequately recruit. So I don't envy that job whatsoever. So I have been leaning on some other experts, including yourself, Gil, and um, some other experts on in the locked on system to hear what you all are thinking. Obviously, you know, I don't have a team to watch right now. We've got absolutely one player in the system. So um, I, I have to really rely on the eyes and ears on, on the floor. But what I'm hearing, or on the ice, if you will, but what I'm hearing, uh, some names that seem to be cycling around, and I would love to get your thoughts on this, Gil. I know you talked about this a little bit last week, but, uh, you know, Kiefer Bellows and Sebastian Ajo are some of the names that I've been hearing. Uh, Kiefer Bellows from Cheap Seats Sports. That's uh, Scott Brendan had him on the podcast this week. And then from the Chicago Sun-Times in particular, um, that's Ben Pope that is saying Sebastian Ajo. That would be interesting. I, I mean, Ajo is sort of right now, I think it would be great for Sebastian Ajo to -hmm. head over to Seattle because right now on the Islanders, he's sort of like a quadruple a baseball player. He's (laughs) done everything he can do in the minors in the AHL, but can't seem to consistently crack the NHL lineup and maybe if he were sent over to Seattle uh, where he would have a chance to play every day that would benefit his career in mm-hmm. a big way I like Aho. I, I, I think that he can be uh, you know a halfway decent offensive minded defenseman he's not a liability defensively and you know give him the opportunity I think he could really step up and shine so uh, that to me would make sense for certainly for Aho, the Islanders probably wouldn't mind losing him as far as the fact that they don't really have a place in their lineup for him right now. Uh, So, so that would make sense on a number of levels, I think. Yeah. And you know, that just reminded me of something that you were saying on the podcast. I mean, you have to think about this Islanders team and you know, this is, I I didn't grow up a Yankees fan, but this sometimes would baffle me about the Yankees is that they would go on these like dynastic runs. Right. And then do a lot of tinkering in the off season, but how much is too much? What are the right pieces to, to keep? And with the Islanders, obviously you haven't quite gotten to the, the, the ultimate goal, but you've gotten really close. And um, you know, I think it was you and, and someone else saying that, you gave, you gave, uh, you know, Tampa a pretty good run two years straight. So, you know, thinking about a player like Ajo, to your point, is that a piece that you can miss um, that maybe develops and is just a right fit somewhere else at, uh, at, at, you know, right place, right time, just wasn't the case for the Islanders? Is, is that kind of how you feel about that? But then, you know, what about Bellows? Do you think, is that the same kind of situation there? Is it a, is it a little bit more of a sting? I don't know. What are your thoughts, Gil? I think Bellows would hurt the fan base more. I think Mm -hmm. they, you know, he was a number one pick. He, his father played in the NHL. There would be a little bit more of a, we were looking forward to seeing this guy and now we're not going to really get to see him. The thing about Bellows, and I think he would also be a really smart pick if Ron Francis goes in that direction. The reason he's not in the lineup all the time for the Islanders is it's not that he can't score we he's got a good shot he's a power forward they usually take a little longer to develop in the nhl so you know even though he's like 23 24 right now it's not like oh my gosh he's he's past 
right. you know, the prospect point power <laughs> forwards take a little longer because to play a physical game, you have to be more developed physically. It's harder to do it against, you know, professional men than it is in juniors or in college or even in the minors. So, uh, but the thing about Bellows is, you know, Barry Trotz demands that you play defense. He wants you to be in all three zones. And at this point, Kiefer Bellows hasn't developed the trust of the coaching staff that, you know, he'll do the right thing when he doesn't have the puck, when, when he has to go back and play defense. Uh, so that may be more of a system thing. Now, can he learn that? Can, can he be coached into doing that? Probably if he's willing to make that sacrifice, but that's what's kept him out of the lineup. So the kid has talent. He's got a heavy shot. He definitely has potential and sort of like Aho, I could see him being a better fit maybe in Seattle than he would be on the Islanders the way they are presently constituted, unless he changes the way he's willing to play the game. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think it goes back, right, Gail, to what we were saying, that my my guesstimate, just thinking even about the, the coaching hires that they've made, again, Dave Axtell has NCAA experience, has international experience, and even you know, in the NHL was kind of known and, and um, relied upon to do some player development. Then, of course, he names uh, two guys that are coming up, up and coming coaches, you know, a little bit of NHL experience, obviously an AHL head coach in Paul McFarlane and um, Jay Leach. And I get the sense that, again, this is a coaching staff that is expecting to do a lot of development. So from what you're telling me, from both of these players, Bellows and Ajo, it's not getting right that blue chip. And that's going to be hard in, a, in an expansion draft anyway. I think I would argue just in my coverage of other sports that I'd say it's uniquely difficult in uh, the NHL for some reason. I don't know. My eye test is telling me that it's a little bit difficult here. But um, but the 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 case being that I do get the sense from what I'm hearing and some of the experts that I rely on to, to kind of help me through the next week plus, <laughs> um, you know, I think that it's going to be a, a younger player from the Islanders. I think, honestly, again, just knowing who is, is expected to be protected from the Islanders, going back to that, this is an Islanders team that is right there at the cusp and they're not going to want to lose big pieces. You've got some veteran players that can perform. They can contribute. Maybe it's about recycling some young blood in there, giving these other guys an opportunity to excel elsewhere. And again, I get the sense that the Seattle Kraken staff, not just from the coaches, but particularly the coaches, that's what they are being brought in to do is to develop young talent. All right, Eric Ayala from Locked on Kraken. Thanks so much for doing this. And it was a great pleasure to have you here on the show. Thank you, Gil. And yes, we'll talk again soon. All right. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you could track all the action at Bet Online. You've also got this week the NBA Finals, the All Star Game in baseball, home run derby, lots of opportunities and things that you could wager on. And of course, the Olympics. And NFL training camps are just around the corner. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. 
and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is a very happy 35th birthday to former Islanders winger Nikolai Kuleman. We're actually a day early for Nikolai, but we want to wish him a very happy birthday. The uh, native of Russia, drafted in the second round back in 2006 by the Toronto Maple Leafs, made his debut in the NHL with Toronto back in the 08-09 season. Joined the Islanders in 2014-2015, spent four seasons with the Isles, although the 2017-2018 campaign was cut short by injury, and he has spent the last three years playing in the KHL. Overall, four seasons with the Islanders. He has 669 career NHL games, 121 goals, 274 points, add 25 playoff games, two goals, seven points there, and uh, 18 of those 25 games, and both goals, by the way, were with the Islanders, and we're going to go back and look at one of those playoff moments for Nikolai Kuleman, April 25th, 2015, opening round of the playoffs, game six at the Nassau Coliseum. At the time, uh, we thought this might be the last Islanders home game at the Coliseum as they were leaving for the Barclays Center the following year. Capitals held a 3-2 series lead coming into this game, and the Islanders were in a must-win situation with their backs against the wall. In the first period, the Islanders got on the board first. John Tavares, his second of the playoffs from Ryan Strome and Nick Letty at 6.56. That made it 1-0 Isles, but Tavares then took a slashing penalty with 33 seconds left in the first period, and John Carlson of the Capitals took advantage and cashed in his first of the playoffs. Alex Ovechkin and Troy Brower with the helpers. 1-1 after 20 minutes. No scoring in the second period. We go to the third, and midway through the period, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Nikolai Kuleman gets his first goal of the playoffs. Nick Letty and John Tavares with the helpers. Islanders had a 2-1 lead and they held on to it until the final minute of regulation when Cal Clutterbuck uh, potted an empty netter. Johnny Boychuk with the assist. Time of the goal, 19.07. And the Islanders skate away with a big 3-1 victory over the Washington Capitals in really what was a must-win game. Yaroslav Halak, 38 saves for the Islanders to earn the victory, and this was a pretty wide-open game for a playoff. I mean, uh, the Islanders had 38 shots on goal, and Washington had 39, so Halak comes up big, but the game-winning goal uh, for Nikolai Kuleman, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day, one day early. He also had four shots on goal, two penalty minutes, and, uh, of course, the game-winner, Nick Letty with two assists in this one. John Tavares, a goal and an assist. And the Islanders forced a seventh and deciding game uh, in this 2015 
playoff run. Don't forget, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for us on today's show. I want to thank Erica Ayala of Locked On Kraken and Locked On Women's Basketball, by the way, uh, for joining us on today's show. We will be back tomorrow where we will continue our look at Islanders players season in review and look forward to what they can contribute next year to the team. And tomorrow we'll be looking at Sebastian Ajo. So make sure you join us for that. And uh, that is it for today's show. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.